Welcome to Millennial Milkshake, the podcast where three kids from the cul-de-sac revisit, re-experience, and review things from our childhood. My name is Colin O'Connell, and I was born in 1994. My name is Josh Sicali. I was born in 1995. My name is Michelle Potter, and I was born in 1997. Did you forget what year you were born there for a second? or <laughs> You cut out on my end. So this is oh. our first podcast. <laughs> this is our first episode. And uh, just kind of to go over generally what this podcast will be about, we are three uh, millennials. Michelle, I guess you're technically one. I mean, I kind of I think she's a fake millennial, but it's fine. Um, and so we're just gonna, you know, talk about things that we experienced as children, and we're gonna re-experience them as adults. And well, I guess we've already re-experienced some of these because we're gonna talk about it, but. That's kind of just the general vibe of the podcast. It's the premise. Do you guys have anything to add about what this podcast is about? No, I think you pretty much covered all the bases. We're um, going to take, take trips back to memory lane. First try. Nailed it. Um, first off, though, I kind of want to go over the name Millennial Milkshake, and I want to kind of dive into... So in my mind, a milkshake has three parts, typically. It has the milkshake, it has the whipped cream, and it has the cherry. Guys, what part of the milkshake are we each? Oh, that's easy. I'm definitely the whipped cream. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm the little I'm the little sweet fluff of the podcast, and Michelle is going to be the beautiful cherry. <laughs> and Colin is the strong milk base. Yeah, Colin, you're milk the milk base. You're the like, yeah, the milk base. The Oh, stop calling me milk based. <laughs> the ingredient that holds the group together, you know. Yeah, Colin, you're the foundation. The foundation. I'm going to change my Twitter name to milk based millennial. I think that's. So I'm the milk based millennial should. of the podcast, guys. And I'll be mm-hmm. the cream. I'll be the cream flare. Cream flare. <laughs> and Michelle is beautiful cherry. <laughs> that's very yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful cherry. What um. Has anyone ever put a regular cherry on a milkshake? I hate cherries. I don't like cherries either, so. <laughs> so, Michelle, you're the cherry, and Josh hates cherries, so what does that mean? I don't like them either, so. I only like the look of them, so. Yeah. Mm. They're, like, gotcha. not that great once you get to know them. I like real cherries, but, yeah, yeah I just don't like, I don't like those cherries. I actually, mm. when I take them off, I have to actually scoop the red cream that oh. got infected and throw it out because mm-hmm. even that's gross. Right. No little residue. I like a Rainer cherry. You ever you ever see a Rainer cherry? I don't even know what that is. Is so it the like, like the yellow and red ones? Yes. Ooh. Those are so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, those are pretty good. I wish. When are cherries in season again? Because it's time. I, assu- like, I assume spring. But, Ooh. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We much. won't date the podcast, but that could be coming up soon. I can go for a milkshake right now. What's what's everybody's favorite milkshake? Do you mean like a general flavor or like a specific milkshake you've had from somewhere? Oh, no, no. Just a flavor. If you want to tell me your favorite place to get a milkshake, I'm always down to try a new one. Well, the best milkshake I've ever had, it's a place in Rehoboth Beach in Delaware. They have a bunch of different flavors. I can't remember the place, but they have one flavor of ice cream that's called Crack. And it is called crack, I think, because it's so addictive, and it is really good, and the milkshakes are incredible. So a crack milkshake in Rehoboth Beach is my favorite milkshake. Um, if we're talking about just general flavors, I like a chocolate malt, I think. Mm. That's my go-to. I think I'm just like, like I like a nice just vanilla milkshake or maybe maybe cookies and cream. Yeah, I was going to go cookies and cream. Cookies and cream is also good. That's mm-hmm. that's the best ice cream, so it's one of those two. Anything yeah. that's milk-based for me, obviously. <laughs> and it doesn't right. even have to be cow's milk. It can be any milk. <laughs> Give mm-hmm. me all of your milks. I want your milk. Um, that's my catchphrase of the podcast is I want your milk. Right now, I'm, cra- I'm craving a strawberry, I'm, I'm like a strawberry milkshake or maybe a mint. Strawberry and mint are the most um, aesthetically the, pleasing. Yeah, they're the prettiest. No doubt. Mm-hmm. They're very pretty. Yeah, very pretty colors. That rich green, that vibrant green, and like the, like the almost like a neon pink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so gorgeous. Um, you know what else is gorgeous? The, the animation stylings of 
the Cartoon Network smash hit, Ed and Eddie. You gotta love um, those tongues. Oh, the tongues. <laughs> the tongues are so big. And the colors. I mean. Yeah, they're all different colors. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to talk about first from Ed, Ed, and Eddie? Well, let's hold on with the tongues for a second, because I, <laughs> I actually have something to say about the tongues. So they all they always want jawbreakers, right? They have to, the size of their tongues in their mouths. Do you think they, like, wrap them around the jawbreakers in their mouth? Because uh, the jawbreakers yes. are massive in this universe. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I don't even know if they have to, because as you as you've probably seen in one of the episodes, the jawbreaker just has its own section that creates its own <laughs> section from in the mouth where everything's normal when you look at them. And then all of a sudden you see a big planet huge. Yeah. To on the one left. Side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just completely like it's, it's double, triple the, their, the size of their head. So, I mean, I think the, the tongue can just stay put and the jawbreaker just creates its room for, him, for himself. So is it like a. Like a lizard or like a snake situation where they unhinge their jaws to get these these massive candies in their mouth and then they just sort of put them off to the side. I don't know, but I always wanted a jawbreaker when I received them eating it, and I always wanted one they as fucking, big as that. They fucking suck. They do. They're they like do. the they, worst they just, candy. I know they're all. They're not good. <laughs> more of a more of a gummy candy guy myself, yeah. but when I see mm. them eating it, sucking on it, it's just it makes me hungry for one. <laughs> It does. And I know I'm going to be disappointed when I have one. Mm-hmm. It yeah. has to be up there with like, you know how some certain foods look really good in TV shows or cartoons, like cartoons in particular? That's mm-hmm. got to be up there with like the more appetizing foods in like a cartoon. No, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about with Ed, Ed, and Eddie. We do. Let's get started with um our personal histories with Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um, Michelle, Josh... Do you guys, did you guys grow up watching this? Did you, who suggested it? Um, uh, Was it Josh? I think it was Josh. Who's, it might, who it might have been it. me. I mean, I remember watching it a lot, but I'll have to be honest. I can't pinpoint a lot of episodes specifically. I just remember watching mm-hmm. them. I just remember mm-hmm. characters, really. I don't remember plot points. But as I was watching it, it was like all coming back, like how they were. I mean, even like uh, Kevin. How he says dork at the end of like every sentence when he's mm-hmm. like, it's, I was like, wow, like it all clicked then. I mean, I remember how much I hated Jimmy, um, oh, Jimmy and Sarah. Jimmy. I mean, I, yeah. oh man, I couldn't stand them. Like, I guess we'll get into that. I don't know if we're going to get into that now about. I, I remember, I, I remember one spe- one specific episode very vividly. It's, um, what's the girl's name? Naz? The one that they all have the crush on. Is that oh, the blonde? Yeah. The blonde haired. Yeah. She, I remember an episode where she babysits Eddie and like they, <laughs> she like shows up to his house and he doesn't understand why. And then I think he calls uh double D and double D's like, oh, it's a date. And then really his mom has hired Naz to watch it, to babysit him, even though they're the same age. I do not remember That's that. like the only episode <laughs> I really vividly kind of remember. I don't remember that either. She makes some mac and cheese. <laughs> I'm the same with Josh, though. Like, I watch Ed and Eddie all the time, but I can't pinpoint episodes either. I just remember the characters. Uh, yeah, but it was on our television quite often. They do have a very unique design and look to them. Like, the animation style is... Uh, I, I don't think I can think of anything else that looks like Ed, Ed and Eddie, you know? Mm-hmm. And everyone has such a specific style. It's like, it's just weird, like, how everyone looks so different from one mm. another it looks like a different species each character you look at <laughs> i mean like the different eye sizes on the on the same person is just like johnny two by four i mean you got a like a penny and then like a half dollar eye they're just like com- yeah completely different that, sizes yeah, that little eye the canker sisters look nothing alike for being sisters. so so we're gonna get into that i actually have a lot to say about the canker sisters um, yeah, because the the first episode we we watched um, did have the can- or like the second half of like that's what cartoons used to do, right? They would do mm-hmm. like two episodes to make it one. Yeah, did have the Canker Sisters in it. Um, but do we have any? Uh, did anyone look anything up about this in general? Any general histories about how it got started? Or yeah, I got some history, guys. Cool. Um... What a transition. <laughs> so. 
Okay, Ed and Eddie aired in 1999, January 4th. It's actually Cartoon Network's longest-running series. 99 to... Really? Yeah. It's Cartoon Network's longest-running original series and one of the most successful. So it aired in 1999, and then it concluded originally in 2004, but I think they went back and made a movie. Do you guys remember this movie or or no? No. It was like a 90-minute movie, and it was like... I don't remember it at all. Technically season six. I think it was 2009, but it was just... One episode of season six, and it was 90 minutes long. I can't believe it's its longest running series. I know. I, I would have thought like like Adventure Time would have taken that over because that I felt like that was on for years. Or like, I, I feel like I feel like Dexter or Courage, like one of them maybe. Dexter was on for a while too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have thought like a, yeah, I would have thought like a newer show, like an Adventure Time or like a regular show because I feel like those shows kind of came out when I was kind of coming out of high school or in high school. And mm-hmm. then my brother watched them and he watched them. Like we would watch those together. And I just was like, I just thought years and years that those were, you know, on, but that's surprising to hear. Yeah. I was surprised too. Um, How many plot lines can you get out of trying to scam money off of your neighbors to buy candy? Like, <laughs> I mean, right. Like it, show is. <laughs> it went on for a long time for what it is. Uh, yeah, it's a Canadian-American show, so it was created by Canadian Danny Antonucci. He actually created the show on a dare, so his friends dared him to create some sort of show, and he pitched it, and they liked it, and that's how we got Ed and Eddie. On Double Dare. He actually went on, on a double dare. double dare. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he pitched it. And he pitched Double D. It's not, that's not how the show works. Yep. Double D, Double Dare. And it was nominated for two Kids' Choice Awards. It did not win, unfortunately, but... Do we know what uh, it went up against? Ooh, you know, I'm not sure, but I think it was like favorite. I'll look it up. Cartoon show. You guys can keep talking. I'll look it up. So, Michelle, uh, you got any other, any fun facts about Ed, Ed, and Eddie? It was broadcast in 120 countries. Wow. Which is a lot. I know. Is that normal? Like. Uh, I don't, I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess Cartoon Network reaches like a, quite a broad audience, but 120 I mean that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that I like. I want like I wonder what like SpongeBob would have broadcasted at. I wonder if it's like the, like around the same or I mean I can't even. Right, I feel like SpongeBob reached m- much more people than Ed, Ed and Eddie did, but like maybe not. Maybe they broadcast the same because yeah, I mean 120. That's way higher than I would have ever guessed. I'd want to read that list. Yeah. In 2005, Ed and Eddie lost to SpongeBob SquarePants for favorite oh. cartoon. It was up against SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, and The Simpsons. Oh, okay. Was that like the first time SpongeBob so, won? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I guess we'll find that out on another episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe if we review SpongeBob. Oh, well, a fucking course Ed and Eddie wasn't going to win the Kids' Choice Awards on Nickelodeon. It, uh, it, they're going to give it to SpongeBob in right. that situation. Mm-hmm. Or Fairly Odd Parents. They're not going to promote another fucking company's work. Oh, yeah, that you're right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not fair. Like, why yeah. even? Come on. Ben Stiller hosted that year. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember that year at all. Me neither. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Rosie O'Donnell hosted like the first 17 and then Jack Black hosted like three of them and then I stopped watching. I thought it was like only Jack Black to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I also like <laughs> only remember really? Jack Black ever hosting Choice Words. I only remembered Rosie hosting for like the longest time and then I feel like they brought on Jack Black and it was like, ooh, Jack Black. Yeah, I mean, I really just remember the Back in Black, like ACDC promo for mm. for it mm-hmm. and jack black just like singing singing it i remember he did they did a promo it must have been like the second time he hosted where it was like him acapella like doing instruments and it was just like jack black in like a white room like doing his thing but he was doing his like like you know how jack black does <laughs> yeah <his> <laughs> just imagine jack black saying nickelodeon five thousand times that was the ad mm. So we got anything left uh, history-wise about Ed, Ed, and Eddie, or are we going to move on to our our uh, favorite new segment? Yeah, we can move on. Uh, I think yes. just that it ran for 11 years. That was surprising to me. Let's uh, dive into something else, though, guys. What do we have? So we have, um, I mean, we've tested this segment, you know, beforehand. Mm-hmm. This isn't the first time we're recording an episode it's the first time we're properly recording one but uh we've tested this segment and guys i mean it was a smash hit 
both times that we tested it, right? This, I is, mean, what, this is what Colin looks forward to every episode. Yeah. This is my milk-based baby. <laughs> Ugh. And <laughs> I've squeezed it out of the udders of my mind. Ugh. And it is our my favorite, the world's favorite segment. It's called Apple Facts. And it is called Apple Facts. Why, Michelle? Pop quiz, why? It's called Apple Facts because it's based off of uh, Snapple Facts. And what's the Apple part have to do with it, Josh? Well, I believe you um, you use a Mac, right? Yep, I own a MacBook. So it, these facts come from his very own Mac computer. So yep. therefore, Apple Facts was born. Perfect name. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just fun facts. They're all very true. Um, every single one is true. Don't listen to anything that Michelle and Josh have to say otherwise about these facts. They're, I would never lie. They're, um, they're, they're, they're something else. Josh, are you gonna, are you gonna read? Uh, are you gonna take off the Apple facts for us today? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get us going on the Apple facts tonight. All right, Ed, Ed, and Eddie Apple facts. Here we go. So our first Apple fact is everyone ready? I'm yes. So as Michelle stated. Ed and Eddie debuted on Cartoon Network on January 4th, 1999. On the exact same day, former WWE superstar Jesse The Body Ventura was sworn in as governor of Minnesota. I was going to make a joke about his roid-fueled body failing him in his old age before I realized that's a 69-year-old man who could kick my ass. I'm sorry, Jesse. You were fantastic in Predator. So please, Jesse, please, Jesse, don't don't come after me. You're great. You're so good in Predator. He ain't got time to bleed. It's one of my favorite action lines ever. When he gets shot, you ever see Predator? He gets shot and he, Shane Black turns to him and he's like, you're bleeding, man. And Jesse the Body Ventura goes, ain't got time to bleed. And it's so badass. So that's our first Apple fact. Very true. Okay, so, um, wow. I mean, this is definitely okay. <laughs> I should say something first. Originally, originally Michelle was going to read these, and I. And this was a prank on Michelle, but now it's a prank on Josh. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> so we got our number two, one. and it, this is just the most. You this can't. is. All right, so hold on, hold on to your boots, guys. This is going to be a bumpy ride. So, number two, every episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie endures enigmatically elevating engagement, especially if energetic, infantile adolescence <laughs> unearth ear-splitting eagerness. Eventually, even esoteric engagements are extinguished and evolutions of the earth in the 11th hour aired Ed, Ed, and Eddie's entertaining end. I'll be honest, I don't even know what I just read. Everything everything left as I read each word. Uh, basically, what it means is um, every episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie is fun, and the last episode aired in November. What a way to put it, Colin. What a, what a glorious way to... You sound great, Josh. I oh, forgot. God. I forgot about that one. So, we have number three. A fan-made sequel to the original series has been in the works since 2019, which would focus on the Eds in their final year of high school. Time for a pitch. Eddie gets a vasectomy, so his selfish devil spawn can never see the light of day. Better yet, someone can run over his testicles with a bike. Jawbreaker? More like ball breaker, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> God. <laughs> let's, go in my, let's go in my tight five. <laughs> are, are we ready for number four? Does Colin have any uh, commentary on number three? Just a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> so number four. If you look in the background of every episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie, you'll see a hidden character. While the character was never given an official name, fans have dubbed him Peterphile. <laughs> Due to his wispy mustache, wireframe glasses, thinning comb over, and the fact that he's always hanging around a cul-de-sac of unsupervised children. Actually, it's probably just the la that last part. And yes, to those who are a fan of British comedy, I did steal that joke from the IT crowd. A little bit of plagiarism, all good. <laughs> and number five, which I so far the last Apple fact is usually my mm -hmm. favorite. So, mm. but I mm -hmm. don't know what this one says until I read it. The theme song to Ed, Ed, and Eddie features incredible whistling talent. To perfectly replicate that signature whistle is our very own Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, take it away. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
right? So. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. <laughs> uh, I was expecting more. <laughs> I put so much work into these facts and that's all I get. I mean. <laughs> all right. All right. That's enough. That's. <laughs> Michelle, I, need, I think you need to wet your whistle. Yeah, I think so, too. Been out of practice. All right. So how are we feeling after that? Well, I appreciate the Apple facts, Colin. They're always yeah. They're always just truth I've never heard. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. perfect way to describe them. Truth you'd never heard. Yeah, and they are the truth. That that number two did make me laugh. I, <laughs> caught me way off guard. <laughs> <laughs> well, E's such a weird letter to... Um, to uh, uh, try to use alliteration is it alliteration when it's vowels i think it's something else but it's it's a weird letter to choose for alliteration um so kind of you know well i'll be honest i was looking over them i was i was just kind of like look over like the first like two lines and i was like oh, he wow he's, he's a big fan of e words mm-hmm. and yeah. i didn't realize it just kept going it was a never-ending <laughs> cycle of e uh-huh so pretty much very fitting for ed ed and eddie um but I'm very curious to hear what you guys have to say about these episodes because I got a couple comments. So um, let's go into what episodes we actually watched. We watched um, we watched the, the first episode, which I think that's going to be a running theme. We're going to pick the first episode. Um, but that doesn't always seem fair to me because sometimes the first episode is really rough and um, it takes them, you know, sometimes it takes shows some time to get their footing. So we also randomly picked um, season three, episode three. It came from Outer Ed and Squares of an Ed. I don't know, like, what that means. Um, And season four, episode three, One Size Fits Ed and Pain in the Ed. (laughs) Um, They're really struggling to get, like, to fit Ed into these names for episodes. Like, Pain in the Ed is the only one that makes sense because it's like, oh, Pain in the Ed. You know, if you had like a Cockney accent, you could say it that way. But what is squares and an ed? What does that mean? What does came from outer ed? What <laughs> what does that mean? I, at that at that point, you're just taking a word from the from the phrase and just putting ed in it. Yeah, it's not even like right. a, it's not even like yeah. a, cl- a clever substitution. Yeah, you could just be like, let's get ed, and it's like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> I like my ed over easy. Well, that kind of works actually. I like my ed over Eddie. <laughs> Oh, that was good. <laughs> so those are the episodes we watched. Um, Did you guys have like a favorite one out of the six? I'll tell you what. I like Squares and an Ed the most, I think, um, because it has an incredible visual gag. If you guys remember, it's the episode where Ed uh, is he's grounded. So he's like <laughs> he's grounded and Eddie and Double D sneak in and they're going to break him out and they're going to they're like, why haven't you? left your room yet and it pans over to the door where his room is and he lives in the basement and he's like my parents took away the stairs and the (laughs) stairs are just gone (laughs) i laughed so hard at that that was it's a great slight gag yeah that was good so i think that was my favorite one um what do you guys think i think the couple like season three episode three Mm -hmm. the outer ed and and the the three squares i think that was like the best like duet mm-hmm. um but i feel like i have the most most to say about the first two okay so um so we can we can jump into that if you guys want well michelle which one did you like most yeah i'd probably agree with that like i, I think i i also had the most to say about like the first episode mm-hmm. squares in an ad was probably and it came from outer ed yeah that was probably the best like couple episode season three it feels like they they got their they got their formula down they found their footing you know Season mm-hmm. four felt a little, mm, it's a little, it's a little tired at that point almost, but yeah. yeah. So we can dive into the first episode if we want. Um, Josh, what do you, what do you got to say? So, well, my main thing is the Kanker sisters, which I know that's the, that's the second part of the first, of the first episode. But so do you, uh, how well do you guys remember the Kanker sisters? I, I remember them pretty well. I remember thinking... That the blue one, the blue-haired one, I don't remember their names. That the blue-haired one was, like, the most normal one out of them, almost. Um, but I just remember them tormenting 
the ads for years and years on my television screen. So I'm assuming, so Colin, I, I remember we were talking a little bit about it, like just kind of like brushing up on it and you were making a comment about how they have the same last name, but they look nothing alike. So I wasn't sure if you were informed that, I mean, in the episode, this is what caught my attention when they steal the Eds and give them their robes mm. and it's the robes of their fathers. Um, right. They have different dads. Which, yes, Rod, Butch, and Bubba, um, which are wonderful <laughs> names, but um, I was like, I was like, oh, okay. They're the sisters. Are they real sisters? Are they are they half sisters? Does this mean their mom was just you know going around you know with multiple men with, yeah. with a bunch of men, which is fine. Which is we fine. Don't, we and don't I'll, slut shame on this podcast. No, I, but I was like, I was like, wow, I I never really realized that. So I was looking up the mom a little bit. Um, what's her name? It was is it is it BB? Is it? I'm not sure. Well, I was, I was so intrigued. So it, Phoebe, I, I, like Phoebe from Friends, is their mom? No, BB, like a BB gun. Gotcha. Um, now I was reading more about it and I don't remember what, if it actually shows this in episodes, I didn't really look into the episodes as much, but apparently she's always trying to get with like the Ed's dads as well. So like, oh. <laughs> yeah, she's, so she's, she's always gunning for a new man. So wow, I, I think the sisters just took the mom's last name. They just went with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it is the same mom. They're not like adopted. Nope, right. same mom. So they're all okay. they're all half sisters. It still doesn't explain why they look nothing alike because even half siblings sometimes look a little bit alike. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, but um, so I was so I was reading about the mom and I got a lot of information about her. Um, she's thirty two. Um, she has multiple jobs that that change often. Um, and her jobs vary. I'm reading this from Google as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, she often gets herself fired. That's why her jobs change so much. She either isn't educated enough or she gets bored. And let's see. Oh, and this is this is the comment that really got me. Though she never stays jobless for long and does what she can in order to provide for her unplanned daughters. So it says the daughters were unplanned. So just I thought that was a nice little fun fact about the Kankers sister's family. Do you think she ever worked at a Regal Cinemas? Absolutely, yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Just for some context. She was the ticket taker. Michelle, Josh, and I all worked at a Regal Cinemas together. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that where we one, met. Wonderful um, job. So we, I mean, it really kind of sounds like someone who would possibly at some point find their way, especially if they're losing jobs all the time, because as we know, that's the easiest job in the world to fucking get. Yeah, they'll hire anyone. I mean- <laughs> embarrassingly so I'm thinking, I'm thinking like a 7-Eleven maybe mm. you know single mother you want something with benefits so like 7-Eleven you can bring home hot food um, you know restaurants and stuff like that get tips and everything um, Regal there aren't many benefits to Regal I guess the best thing the best benefit of working at Regal which wasn't even a real benefit was um if we would close, you know, sometimes you just got to throw on a couple more pretzel bites or a couple extra corn dog nuggets <laughs> because you didn't eat that night. And that was your dinner for tonight. You're eating corn dog nuggets at 1130 at night. And you know what? It's not good for you and it's not good. But in that moment, it's the only thing you have in life. I, I have a question for Michelle. Yeah. Who was the first one to call you Shelly? Okay, so people are like... People uh, sort of called me that in middle school or high school. I actually hate that nickname. Do you think that happened with Double D? People think that people thought that double, that he liked that name, but he really doesn't. Because okay, I'll bring this up. We'll 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 kind of circle back around to the topic because he's called Double D, right? So he's the Eddie in Ed and Eddie, correct? Or no, 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 no Eddie. I'm sorry, he's... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Eddie is the Eddie. Ed is the two D in in the title. There you go. Yeah, but. In Squares and in Ed, we clearly see Double D's room, and his name is spelled E-D-W-A-R-D. What? <laughs> Why is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, his name's Double D, but he only has one D, like, I guess unless you're counting the, the D and the first D and the second D, but every Ed has that name. Every Edward has the two Ds. So why is he called Double D? I mean, okay, 
Ed, like Ed with one D, is so clearly in Ed with one. Like you don't think it's true for Edward? Ooh, I mean, he could. Okay, Double D could definitely go by Edward. It would suit him. It would suit him well. You think? Yeah, but Ed, Edward, and Eddie doesn't really flow. Are all their names actually Edward? It has to be right. Ed, Ed isn't like a real name. It's a nickname, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Eddie's parents would have named him just Eddie. Yeah, I have an uncle whose name is just Ed. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's crazy to me. Huh. Unless it's like a Game of Thrones situation where it's like Eddard, but I don't think that's a real name. Right. I mean, it's the the same thing if like someone's name is just Harry and not Harold. Mm -hmm. What's Harry Potter's name? Harry. Harry. Are you sure? It's not Harold Potter? Oh, yeah. No. Mm. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so Let me either. look up his wiki page. I don't think anybody's ever addressed him as Harold. Right, but that's because his nickname is Har- is Harry. Yeah, but like, even oh when God. he's like... No, his name is just Harry. Yeah. yeah. Well, his teachers don't call him Harry. His teachers call him Potter, except for Dumbledore. Right. Yeah. Do the Eds, do, do any of these kids in this cul-de-sac go to school? They're always out. Is it like a Phineas and Ferb perpetual summer situation? I think I think every episode just lands on a weekend. Oh. <laughs> And they have to be in, like, California because it's always nice weather out. Yeah. It's never, like, snowy. Or maybe it just always takes place in the summer. You're right. Mm, Maybe it's a mixture of both. I mean, I don't know how many times you can try to grift (laughs) your way through life to get some candy without, like, (laughs) it happens so often. That's, like... Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So let's let's try and, like, circle back. Let's hear some of your thoughts on, like, the first episode. I feel like we, we went off. Cool. So uh, for me, the first episode of a show is always <clears throat> it's it's the setup episode, right? So you have to kind of establish these characters and where they are. And I think it does a pretty good job with that with um with Double D. He has like the label maker and, and he puts it all in his room. So he's kind of like anal retentive. Um, and then Eddie kind of just comes in and he's a dick for no reason. And that's pretty that's pretty much his character. So that makes sense. Um, I have some notes here, but um, like it just says Ed's sister is being unreasonable, and I feel like that's Sarah, and I feel like that's just every episode. <laughs> Sarah's just unreasonable. Yeah. Um, and she is. And I, when I was watching it, I was like, man, you know, no, bro- no wonder. Like my brothers kind of hated me growing up because we watched this show all the time, and it always it's just like it's Sarah was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, were you like Sarah growing up to your brothers? No. Are you sure? I wasn't. Oh, I mean, they might say differently, but <laughs> I don't think that I was. But they thought I was because we watched that show. <laughs> you don't come off as a Sarah as an adult. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. No, I don't think I was a Sarah. Maybe once or twice. Can we talk but... about how they use the term serial toucher in this episode? <laughs> I have a note about that. It's <laughs> so creepy. I wrote dot, 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 serial toucher on the loose. What? I have yikes <laughs> written down. And they use Ed as the bait, right? Don't they use Ed as the bait for the toucher? Yes. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Fucking Canadians. I think my favorite character in that episode is Johnny 2 by 4 <sighs> I have complex feelings about Johnny. You know what? When I when I was recalling this show before I actually watched it, I I thought I hated Johnny, but I kind of like him. I don't like Jimmy, but I like Johnny. I think. I feel like they kind of made Johnny in like I I don't have any actual evidence for this, but just going back through memory, I feel like they kind of made Johnny like he did like a heel turn, like he almost becomes like a villain at some point. Does he? I think so. Because I feel like that's how I remember him. Yeah, I remember him being very antagonistic a lot and kind of like. Not necessarily towards, like, sometimes for the Eds, sometimes against the Eds. Well, most of, like, the, the whole premise of the show is kind of, like, the whole neighborhood against the Eds. Um, but I feel like Johnny sometimes was, like, his own thing and, like, would kind of go against everyone at times. I, I can't, like, recall a specific episode where he does it, but that's how I remembered his episode, like, him. Um, he Then again, he has good reason to be kind of antagonistic against the Eds because he does get, like tortured in this episode it's yeah, it's like making a murderer where they're like where they're like you know tell the truth and it's like come on do the right thing here son don't they like drip water yeah, on they him do chinese that's water like torture, a, an torture. actual form of torture yeah they do yeah. it like guantanamo bay 
Yeah, like I have I have nine thirty marked, and I just remember Ed or sorry Eddie dropping water. And his, do you guys remember his face? The animation it's so creepy. If mm-hmm. you, like I I actually have it back up right here just so I could see the face again. But like yeah, they got like this guy. every drop. Yeah, it's yeah. like a different like ah, it's just oh. But they got they got this guy hooked up to like all these wires to a toaster. I thought they were gonna like electrocute him at first. Yeah, <laughs> like I was stressed out watching that scene, and it's a cartoon. But I was stressed out. It was there's a <laughs> it was intense. There's a Martin McDonough play called uh, The Lieutenant of Inishmore, and the one character introduction is he's torturing someone hanging upside down, and I was shocked by how just vibe wise felt felt very similar to fucking Ed Ed and Eddie. Like, they actually do get the jawbreaker in this episode too in, in this first one yeah which is crazy to me so when i watched it that's when i was like oh i forgot about the jawbreaker and mm-hmm. i was like is this like i was like is this a recurring thing or is this only in this episode because i remember this image but i was like okay wait no that this is a regular thing yeah mm-hmm. but i don't remember them ever getting them but they get them in this episode they lose oh, no. them but oh no i remember them sucking on them i remember the, the yeah the I size of the, the cheek image of yeah. I remember the other kids always sucking on them while they don't. Maybe like in the promotional images, I like they had the jawbreakers, but I always remember them. The the episode of Ed and Eddie, I mean, it's pretty formulaic, right? Eddie has an idea to scam the other kids in the neighborhood. That happens in this episode, and he's going to take their money. He's going to perform some sort of service or fake service for them to get their money, which is normally quarters. And they're going to go buy Jawbreakers, right? And it normally never works for them, but it works for them in this episode, which is crazy. Who was the toucher? I forget. Double D, Double D figured figured it out, right? Or that they were just lost or something? But he didn't say anything. The, they, were just, they were just lost. And Double D knew that because he, he finds his label maker, right? No, no, no. He, Well, yeah, I, I don't know when he knows because when Sarah says that her doll was just like under the bed. Um, Double D like comes out and says, he says, yeah, it, it turns out, um, I forget where his magnifying glass was. Oh, his magnifying glass. Um, um, because there's a very, there's the timeline here is important because if he knew that the magnifying glass was just lost and he let, <laughs> and he let Johnny get tortured, what a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't think he did. I think, I think he just knew before that, like he probably just found it afterwards. Oh, I mean, it's still shitty to torture someone, but... Well, yeah. I mean, Double D's not evil. He's pretty, like... Like, he's he's all there compared to the other two, so... He's pragmatic, I would say. And and I feel like he's always the most liked member within the cul-de-sac. Like, everyone yeah. hates Eddie, and people are kind of like, well, Ed's dumb, so let's make fun of Ed. But, like, Double D, like, mm-hmm. if something's going up, people will, like, go up to Double D and be like, don't, like, can you stop this? And it's like, you don't understand the power dynamic of this friendship, clearly. Because he has, like, very little say. Did anyone think that Ed... <laughs> this is so dumb. Did anyone ever think growing up that Double D was a girl? Because the show's called Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> and I was like, why is this girl named Ed? <laughs> and it's like, listen, you can name your daughters Ed all you want. Go for it. Um, I just thought growing up as a kid in my, you know, with my background as a, as a white suburban kid, like, it's kind of weird that this girl is named Ed. And then... I eventually realized it was a it was a guy with a hat on. I thought I thought the hat was his hair. I mean, I did always think the the hat was the hair, mm-hmm. but I still thought it was. I, I don't think I thought it was a girl. Maybe girlish features, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever did too. Maybe for a minute, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't oh think... yeah, like obviously, eventually you. Yeah, I figured out he was he's he's right, a guy, right, but right. I think like initially, I thought he was a girl. Um, which would have made the second half of this episode pretty progressive, all things considered, if he was a girl. But instead, it's just a weird, creepy kidnapping, attempted sexual assaulting for half an episode. It is, like, intense. I also, like, was really excited when I watched this episode, and there was two episodes in one episode. I had forgotten that they did that. I mean, with most cartoons when we were kids. And I was really excited that we got two in one. I forget. Is that is that normal? Like, was that normal for... I think that was. That was like, like, yeah, Courage did that and Dexter mm-hmm. and. I think SpongeBob did it too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty... SpongeBob was the one that I remember doing it. Like, now that's... I think, um, I feel like cartoons don't really do that much anymore. They kind of just, they, yeah. they kind of like take up the full 24 minutes to tell like they're like the story that they want to tell. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about like early, like, like 
earlier children's stuff, like pre-K stuff. Like the only pre-K show I know mm-hmm. is Bluey, and that's because my niece loves it. I'll be honest, I love it too. It's a great show. Shout out to Bluey. But what is it? It's oh, it's. I could talk for hours about Bluey. It's it's just like a it's like one of those pre-K shows on Disney, but it's it's made in Australia. So all of the kids, it's about like this little dog family, and everyone in the show has Australian accents, and the kids are these little like puppies, and they're so adorable, and they have these little Australian accents. And it's a great show, and it's really well, well written and funny. Um, it's just a good show. Oh, I thought that's just what you called Blue's Clues, to be honest. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I call Bear in the Big Blue House. Is Blue. Oh, don't get me started. We'll have to review that at some point. Oh, man. Um, so this Canker Sister episode, what is it called? Nagged to Ed? Mm-hmm. Again, title doesn't make sense, but whatever. Um, oh, uh, so they start out, right, um, with it's almost like the introduction to the cankers is this like they're in the woods and everything the eds are and it's mysterious and there's this like chant and the cankers are like chanting the song um but they're doing the k-i-s-s-i-n-g song which implies that the eds are the ones doing the kissing with each other right isn't it like the ed sitting in a tree k-i-s-s-i-n-g and it's like oh yeah i didn't understand it they just want to watch these these boys kiss you know, that's what they they wanted to see boys smooching. And then the rest of the episode is nothing like that. Yeah, it's, it, it becomes like a like a just an episode of them like like waiting on them hand and foot. Mm-hmm. And then but then what at the end they what makes them snap? They they cook for them and everything and they like k- take care of them. And then they ask them to the cankers ask the Eds to clean up. And then the Eds are like, well, it's not our place. We're not cleaning up. And then they get pissed about that. They're like, we we wait on you hand and foot and you can't even clean up for us. And then they like try to guilt trip the Eds into cleaning for them. It's a real toxic relationship. Yeah. So who's who's your favorite sister? <sighs> Colin, I'm mostly talking to you. Like, um, like who did you obviously you didn't have a crush on any of them, but like if you had to pick one. Um, Marie's the redhead. She's the main one, right? I thought Marie was the I think Marie's the blue. Then Marie, the blue haired one, I think is my favorite yeah, it's, it's, one. It's got to be the best one. Because she's yeah. kind of normal compared to the other two. Mm-hmm. She's also the middle child too, right? And I'm the middle child in my family. So I think I Same. just relate, you know? Me too. Yeah. So, oh, wait, we're all middle children? <laughs> oh, the podcast yeah. should have been called Middle Children. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it. I just, I don't know why. Um, you know why? Okay, I'll tell you why now that I think about it. Because she doesn't seem... Like, um, the other two seem like warped versions of the Eds. So, like, the oldest one kind of seems like a like a more extreme version of Eddie, the one that's interested in Eddie. Mm-hmm. And then the younger one, or the blonde one, likes Ed the most. And she seems like she's kind of like the dumber one. But Marie and Double D don't seem like they're very similar in any ways. And she almost feels more independent of the of like like an almost original creation compared to the other two like she kind of has her own thing going she's not the double d of the group even though that's who she's into yeah i think that's a good point i think she she also has the coolest design i think out of all of them yeah like she Mm -hmm. looks kind of grunge like you know like mid-90s grunge almost it's like her like design which is kind of cool and and they're both the best looking out of the groups double d and marie Ooh, do we have a ship are you shipping Double D and Marie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, oh my God, if you Google Canker Sisters, <laughs> Google image Canker Sisters, the internet oh, is so fucking horny. Like, it's unbelievable. Yep, I saw it. They're like, how old are they? How old are these kids in, in, the, in, the, in the show? If we had to give them like an age range. I was going to ask you guys, how, how old do you... All right, how old is Jimmy? <sighs> he's either, he's either, he's either 10 or... 70 the way he acts but doesn't he wear a diaper no <laughs> i think he just wears white pants no 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 no. all right so in in the other episode in the the sumo wrestling one he's wearing a diaper don't they put it on him do they okay so i, I couldn't remember when i was watching it and I, I just didn't go back i couldn't remember why he's wearing a diaper but he acts like a baby like he doesn't even act like a 10 year old or 12 year old <laughs> whatever they are jimmy's the fucking worst google says they're 12 the eds are 12 jimmy's probably younger I would say Jimmy and Sarah are probably what ten. Yeah. Yeah. 
even though Sarah like beats the shit out of Ed all the time. That's another thing that I I remember about this show was like the insane inhuman strength that some of these characters have. Like Sarah and Ed are like the strongest. They're like <laughs> they're like mm-hmm. the Incredible Hulk, Superman level strong. I think Ed picks up a tree. In in, in in the one episode, yeah, he does. He just uproots it with his bare hands, and he just he just like loves getting like whacked into things. Like when in the first episode, when he's when he repeatedly runs into the pole, and he's just like laughing about it. <laughs> or um the um when they're talking on the cup phones, and Jimmy and Sarah like they hook the the wire, and it just like they slam into the walls. And mm-hmm. Ed's just like, do it again. And just slamming into brick wall. He's <laughs> got like, a smile on his face the whole time. Yeah. Ed's an easygoing man. By the way, I love Double D's setup. His his headset cup phone, great. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got the Bluetooth going on. The Bluetooth headset. Great. <laughs> it's fitting. Very fitting. <laughs> fucking, I'm just looking at Jimmy's stupid fucking face. And what's with his hair? His hair is his skin. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- I don't, Why? <laughs> It's like I mean, a like, it's yeah. like a it's like a Simpsons situation like Bart and Lisa's hair or their skin. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, everyone else does have like normal hair though. I mean, what well, Eddie has has three strands. Yeah. Um, isn't isn't um what's his name? Kevin. Is it Kevin? Kevin? Yeah. Do, uh, he he mm-hmm. has a couple strands coming out of the out of the of opening his, of the yeah, cap. Yeah. But isn't he bald? Is he bald otherwise? Isn't there an episode where Eddie like takes off his hat and he's like bald underneath? Does Double D have hair? Uh, I can't, I, I can't remember actually. Okay. So I'm just looking at all of these kids right, right now. They have like a big, big, um, just like a picture of them all. And, um, so Eddie only has three hairs. Mm -hmm. Um, Ed has very few. He has like that short stubbly hair. I don't know what double D has. Johnny looks like he's balding. Kevin looks like he has very little hair and Jimmy, his hair is like his skin, but he also doesn't have a lot of hair. The only guy with a normal amount of hair, like a normal set of hair, is Rolf. And Rolf, remember, is not from there. So what is going on in this cul-de-sac where the boys are growing up with, <laughs> with like, male pattern baldness? Baldness, Because Rolf is an immigrant. <laughs> he came here from the old country, I think they recall. <laughs> he refers to it as constantly. Um, one of those great running gags where you don't reveal where the one character's from. That's funny, but... He has normal set of like a full head of hair. None of the other guys do. And Colin, who's your favorite character? It's Rolf. Uh, he's oh my god, it's it's hard to explain why. Like oh, he's so funny. Everything he says, like when he's telling stories about his old country, and um, he has. I think the one episode doesn't he have like a giant clam? <laughs> like he just like pulls out like a giant clam in the one episode. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so funny. And he always seems like the most in his own way, the most reasonable one in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like things are happening and he's like, this is, and he like relates it to his own experiences, but in like a way that makes sense to me. I don't know. He's just great. He's the son of a shepherd. And I just <laughs> love Rolf. My, my favorite is, I, I think my favorite is by far Eddie. I'm a big Eddie fan. Eddie? Oh, really? Yep, I love Eddie. As as much of a of a dick as he is. I gotta be honest, I know Eddie's a fucking asshole. <laughs> he is, but you know, he's he's a true leader that's just really dumb. <laughs> he's a true leader. <laughs> you can't you can't deny like the effort this guy puts in. The yeah. the determination this guy has just to like achieve the American dream is just is is unbelievable he's a true capitalist i mean he he really whips up these ideas and and even though they're dumb sometimes like Mm -hmm. him trying to ship johnny to um japan (laughs) um in the mailbox by just (laughs) stuffing him in there and then Mm -hmm. um what he um he ties him and jimmy to the the delight post he's gonna launch him (laughs) (laughs) and then ed he unties the weight the anvil and and it launches them enough to just go above Ed. <laughs> it just lands right on them. Uh, that part made me laugh. I don't know why. You know, yeah, that was good. Um, Eddie kind of got on my nerves during Pain in the Ed, though, because he just for like no reason. He's just trying to destroy. Uh, Ed, Ed is trying to practice his violin, and it's bad, right? But 
he's like just constantly trying to destroy it and double d's like like that's such a shitty thing to do to your friend it, yeah i mean mm-hmm. i'll be yeah i'll be honest he is very shitty with what like for some reason he just hates violin because it's it's for sissies in his in his yeah, words it's problematic and double d is just has such a passion for the art of what the violin represents and eddie's just like <laughs> he's just like screw that this thing is for wimps i'm destroying it. i have written notes written down for that episode and something about magnets being not did he oh does double d put magnets in a pig at does some he? point i know i know he gets the pig but yeah what exactly happened with that pig i'm trying to remember i feel like double d used the pig to like activate his machine or something but it, he put like magnets in it which is not safe that's not an okay thing to do because i have magnets are not safe to eat dot 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 d d double d poisoned a pig is that how he activated the machine? Because I thought it was like Rolf stepping on the gum and then Johnny like tripping on it, getting launched. Okay. And then the jack in the box punching him into the trap and he, he falls down. It's an amazing like mouse it's, trap. It's, yeah, it's it a really Rube Goldberg is. machine if I've ever seen one. I mean, who made it? Was it Eddie? No, mostly? it's Double D. Cause, cause I, thought it was, I thought it was both of them. I thought they both like. Or... I think it's Double D because he doesn't know how to stop ed from playing the violin and double d's like all right i'll help you but then he does the old switcheroo at the end yeah yeah okay i mean that trap is unbelievable i mean it's so many components to and it for and being then... and for kids not able to afford jawbreakers i mean put a lot of budget into that thing <laughs> um i think we have to address in one size fits ed um there's some weird cultural appropriation going on in this episode <laughs> like i think they call oh. i think they called jimmy uh geisha boy at some point which is kind of weird <laughs> to do double d had the had like the like the box i don't know the actual term for it but like the box like chinese hat like on like i think right which is weird <laughs> it's the whole thing's just the sumo wrestling thing yeah. is weird uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of like i don't know it's obviously a product of its time but it was just kind of racially weird and kind of racially charged yeah Mm. oh he literally has a chinese to-go box hat i thought (laughs) in my memory he just had like the design of like like the square like no he literally has like he actually has like a chinese takeout box (laughs) with the with the chopsticks still in it (laughs) that's so fucked and also correct me if i'm wrong isn't sumo traditionally a japanese sport boy that's what they said so why does he have a chinese well, I think we, I think we have head. to we have to understand that they're twelve, so you oh. know they're just they're trying to like get into the culture. I guess I don't know. <laughs> but they... Double D, I feel like Double D does say like it's sacred Japanese culture. Does he not say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He he says he says Jimmy would will be revered if he was in Japan, not here. Mm-hmm. So let me put a box right. of pork fried rice on my head and like <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Oh. Poor Jimmy. What happens to his braces as he gets? Do they just fall off because he gets big? I don't. Do they ever take them off? I don't remember. No, in that episode, he doesn't have them when he's big. Like they must they have just, just snapped because he has like the ring around his. I actually, I actually liked. I liked Jimmy in that episode. To be honest, I okay. I never liked Jimmy growing up, but rewatching it, he says some funny shit, guys. Like <laughs> his voice might be annoying, and he might be annoying himself, but like. He's got some funny lines. I, I really did laugh at some of them. I think he's funny. I think because he's because he's like a partner with Sarah, so yeah. it really makes me just hate him. Yeah, because yeah, I was gonna mm-hmm. say the exact same thing. Yeah, anyone who's on Sarah's side in this show is normally in the wrong. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what it's like. <laughs> it did you do you guys watch um, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Mm-mm. Okay, mm-hmm. so the whole premise of that show is Larry David playing a fictionalized version of himself going around LA and getting himself into hijinks, like everyday hijinks, almost like a Seinfeld, but a little more like realistic almost. And the issue is they always present it as Larry breaking a like a norm, like a societal norm. But in reality, he's always almost always in the right. And that's what it feels like when Sarah comes on screen for Ed, Ed and Eddie. It's like, the way that the Eds go about their stuff sometimes is shady, but Sarah overreacts to everything. 
Like, Ed's not even not trying to play his violin. He is trying to. It's Eddie who's being the dick. So Sarah needs to chill the fuck out. (laughs) She never does. It's unbelievable. And why, wait, why was it, I forget why they needed to, like, keep it a secret, like, why they, every time Jimmy was around, they, Eddie was, like, making it seem like he wanted Ed to practice. How, what was the, I forget how that started. Um, Like, why couldn't the violin be destroyed? I think Ed's parents told him to practice, and if he didn't practice, Sarah was going to tell on him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Ed's trying to practice. It's Eddie who's trying to mess it up, so Sarah needs to calm the fuck, get the fuck off his back. But Eddie does try and like, I mean, like when they're around, he he tries to like protect Ed. So he didn't. I don't know. There's like, yeah. um, I don't know. It's, it's like it's like it's weird. He he wanted to destroy it without anybody seeing. So I guess you can't blame anyone. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of inconsistent, I guess. We didn't really talk about. I know we said season three, episode three. That was like our favorite episode. We didn't talk about it too much. And I know we're running a little long, so we'll try to put some thoughts into our how we felt about these episodes but um when ed is is grounded it's so great and and sarah and johnny are uh or sarah sarah and jimmy are uh <laughs> they're like marching back and forth like keeping watch over him which sarah go live your life stop watching over like ed <laughs> come on but the whole thing about them trying to sneak in that was pretty cool and they take the stairs away yeah that's pretty did great. we ever get clarification on what ed did Ooh, i don't think that we did yeah, i don't think we did either yeah i don't i don't remember i do remember ed has a drain in his room <laughs> which is wild because yeah, that's how they get in yeah <laughs> yeah that's funny i think don't they they use johnny to get in somehow don't they oh we didn't even go into johnny really i mean we said we didn't you know but but him and plank like plank is such a iconic like part of this show like it's this kid walking mm-hmm. around with a plank who which may or may not have sentience in some episodes <laughs> but it's such a it, it is a really cool idea for a character like a little kid walking around like he has not an imaginary friend but like a physical representation of his imaginary friend um right which is interesting yeah plank is great and the design of plank is great it's yeah. just so simple and clean and the eyes are it looks like Johnny made him which is like the best thing about it Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we have It Came From Outer Ed. That was the first half of the season three episode we watched. Um, I just have written down Jimmy as a helpless shit. So, <laughs> I have Rolf is the best. Jimmy is a helpless shit. And Ed has super strength. Oh, yeah, Ed is. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, up the yeah. tree. <laughs> oh, oh my God. why doesn't Eddie... Oh, never mind. I was going to ask why Eddie doesn't just scam Ed all the time because he's so dumb, but I guess Ed doesn't have money. But wait... Why would Ed not have money and Sarah have money? Or maybe just maybe Eddie is just loyal to his friends. No, no, he's not. He's constantly exploiting them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What about when Ed gives Jimmy mouth to mouth and Jimmy's just rolled up like a newspaper and then when he like inflates him and he just rolls back up like a like a fruit roll up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah, they do they do um the animation like the physical animation i don't know how you'd call it sight gags i guess on the show is really mm-hmm. i mean they it really is quality stuff this is definitely a cartoon that i think is such um such in when it came out i feel like it was in such the perfect era for where for when it came out because if this cartoon never would have gotten greenlit 10 years earlier i don't think like mm-hmm. I, I don't think well maybe because ren and stimpy was a thing and this kind of feels like very very similar to that like tone and comedy like like the Ren and Stimpy's and the Cow and Chickens of the world it's kind of offbeat the animation style is kind of rougher but like intentionally rougher you know it, mm-hmm. it definitely feels less like a clean cut classic cartoon um it definitely has its own yeah. personality but i don't know if this is something you can make today i don't know like do well, kids play in I a mean... cul-de-sac anymore no, but the the show yeah. it, it wouldn't hold up now. Yeah, it it wouldn't. And imagine them making this now in three D animation. Yuck. Just just now, horrible. Which I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how SpongeBob is like still going. Well, we'll probably get to that whenever we do a SpongeBob episode. There are some great SpongeBob episodes we could go into. All right, do we have anything left to say about Ed and Eddie? Oh, we should I guess review it. <laughs> 
give it a score almost. Oh yeah. Or say yeah. if you liked it. Does it still hold up? I I think that it holds up to us because we watch it. But if kids today watched this show, I think they might. Oh, I don't know. It's so hard to. It's very hyperactive, but I feel like a lot of cartoons now are hyperactive. I think the tone would fit. I don't know if anything else about it really fits anymore, but yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. Do we want to give it like a number score? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still I still very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I also really Do you want to do it. a number score? Because I'm thinking, all right, hear me out, guys. We do it on a scale. <laughs> I will score my shows or my my products, whatever experiences, things that we review. I want to review them on a scale of 1 to 94. And Josh can do a scale of 1 to 95. And Michelle can do a scale of 1 Sounds to 97. Good. And we can make it complex as, as we want. Now, are we rating this on how good we think it is or how or how much we enjoyed it? Um, how good we think it is. Because we're leaving nostalgia aside. We're supposed to leave our nostalgia aside. So how good do we think it is? So, Michelle, do you want to start us off? Okay. I mean, I also really enjoyed it. I think it's a great show. It was a great show back then too I, i'm i'm gonna go uh oh i'm so bad at these rating systems but i think my gut feeling is uh 80 out of 97 wow that, that that's a good rating that's a bad score <laughs> that <laughs> was that was big bigger boy. than johnny i mean uh, sorry jimmy jimmy in the sumo wrestling <laughs> that's a that's a milk-based score if i've ever heard one i watch the show a lot you guys uh, and it's exactly how I remember it. Although, yeah, it, it did make my brother save me. I <laughs> I see that, but it's great. It's great. I stand by it. So I'm um, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and rate it in context with shows like itself. So I'm gonna probably go with a 71, which is which is still really good. Like that's a that's a that's a really good score. Shouldn't mm-hmm. shouldn't be upset about a 71. Yeah. Yeah. Can't complain about a 71. And it is a 71 out of 95. True. You have to remember that. Not out of 100. Um, mm-hmm. My scoring system is out of 94. Um, makes it a little bit lower than your guys. So I'll give it a... I don't want to go into D territory. Because that seems... I don't think it deserves... I'll give it a 70. I'll give it a flat 70. So I, I got to clarify. Um, so for me, at least, my ratings are not like going to be school-based. They're not like... When if you get if you get like a sixty, you're a D. That's you know a sixty is mm. not going to be bad for me. A sixty is going to be. Oh, so you do it like fifty over is like like fifty's the bar. Yeah, like like my fifty to sixty is going to be like mediocre. That's that's not that's not mm. the best, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not bad. Um, six mm-hmm. the sixties that's sixties is going to be decent to to like pretty good. Like a, like a six point nine, I would say is actually more than good. That's that's a that's a that's a that's a decently good mm-hmm. score. I'm I'm gonna be honest, Josh. I wanted to give it a 69, but it is a kids' cartoon, so I was not gonna go there in the first episode. So I'm <laughs> so I bumped it up to a 70. <laughs> so yeah, for me, a 71 is very good. I you know I try to think of it a little bit like Metacritic. You know, if you get if you get in the 60s and 70s, that's actually a really good score for them. So 71, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And then Michelle, you gave it a what? 80 out of 97. 80 out of 97. Thank you for clarifying. So if we do some quick math here, let's see what that uh, comes out to. It comes out to... (laughs) So complicated. A 77.27 total. So it's about it. So between the three of us, we gave it around a 77 total, which is pretty respectable. Mm. Um, Definitely, I guess, that's, that's worthy of the longest running Cartoon Network show, correct? I think. Yeah. Colin, I thought you were going to say it's a 221 out of 286. Yeah, that's what that's okay. the math I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to do the scores. I want to average out the scores every episode, and I think it's better if we <laughs> make it as complicated as possible. I was going to throw in a decimal, but that's a little too early, I think, for a first episode. <laughs> yeah, a decimal might have been just, just a bit too much. Um, No, but I think that's our show for today, guys. Um. If you like what you're listening to, uh, feel free to leave us a good review on Apple Podcast. Uh, we would appreciate that. Um, and look out for new episodes every Tuesday. Uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are found. Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, Apple Podcast, uh, all that good stuff. 
Um, be sure to follow us on uh, social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook at Millennial Milkshake. And you can follow us on Twitter at MilkBasePod. Um, you can also follow each of us uh, at our own personal social media. Uh, you can follow Colin on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at The Last Call, spelled C-O-L. Um, you can follow Josh on Instagram at Joshy underscore 124. That's Joshy with an I-E. And you can follow me on Instagram at Michelle Thoughts. Uh, thoughts like the way you think. And, uh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining me in talking about Ed and Eddie. Well, Colin, thank you for joining me. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next Tuesday, everybody. (laughs) 